Hey, good morning, branches. And hey, two more weeks and we will be worshiping together in the building once again as a family. July 12th, I'm looking forward to it. You'll find that in our social media over the next couple of weeks, we will be posting just the protocols and things we are putting in place to continue to protect and make sure that this is a safe place for us to worship in light of COVID-19. For now, what I wanted to remind us is that all of us are going to be celebrating 4th of July this upcoming week. And, and ultimately, through barbecues and fireworks and family together, we are, we are recognizing and celebrating the freedom we have here in the United States. But the problem we're facing in our country is that many people are not free. And I don't believe that in the kingdom of God, we can truly have freedom if we have obtained our freedom by stepping on other people. If our freedom comes off the backs of other people or the pressing down in the impression of other people, we are not truly free. And I don't believe that's God's heart. So this morning, we will continue our conversation with our panel of, of family members from branches, just sharing with us and, and talking to us about the racism that we have in our country. And, and my commitment is that we as a church would be people who are anti-racist. We are people who speak up against comments that are made. We would speak up and, and support those who are, being, who are being treated wrongly. And that's people of color. That's all people. It's God's heart that in his kingdom of God, all people are created equal. All people are treated equal and all people are on a level playing field. And that's my heart. And that's my commitment as the pastor of this church, that we are a church that when the dust settles, when the, the, the rallies end, when there seems to be normalcy, if you will, in our country again, that we don't just stop talking about this because I believe it's God's heart. I believe it's God's heart that as followers of him, as his people, that we bring justice to people who are oppressed. We bring we bring unity to our country and unity within the church. And so this is a commitment that I think we need to take as a church. And I want to ask you to, to be committed with me that we will be people of God who speak up for those that are oppressed. We will be people of God who speak against those who who do the oppression. And, and that happens even with s small comments and, and microaggressions that we've we've talked about over the past couple of weeks. So, so would you just, just commit in your heart that you want to be a follower of Jesus that stands up for the person that has been kicked down, stands up against a, a society or a system that, that allows oppression because that's not God's system. That's not God's kingdom. And so I want to be that person. I want to lead a church of people who are committed in that. And so we're going to continue this conversation. I think it's going to be enlightening again, like the past two weeks have been. I think with David leading and, and our team, our panel of, of people serving and, and, and sharing, we can, we can grab some more tools to put in our tool belt of how we can be responsible and how we can be accountable to bring justice and equality to our world. So branches, couple more weeks. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a great time to get back as a family and worship together. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Well, good morning. We are here with our last week of our panel conversation. Um, excited to uh, be kind of closing up this first step 
in um, how how branches can move forward in the, in a way that is in line with God's heart, that is recognizing the realities that are happening right now in our world, recognizing how how Black lives are not being held in an equal position with others, and how that God, breaks God's heart. It breaks our hearts. It's not right. It's not right for our country, and we we have a responsibility um, to be a part of change there. Um, beyond just my responsibility in culture and society, which is a real responsibility, but also as a member of the kingdom of God, I have a responsibility because God seeks to save and restore his creation. And part of that is bringing unity, bringing hope. So this is an exciting time for me, and I'm excited to be able to continue this conversation here and looking forward to what is to come. So we've got a little bit of a, a different looking panel this week. We have LJ with us again, and we have Brandon with us again, and then Tom's here as well um, to help to begin transitioning back, not only to our own building, but into some next steps um, for branches moving forward. So, hi everyone. How are we doing? All right. So, um, as we close this off, and this goes for Deontay and Krista too, I just want to say how grateful I am for um, for Brandon, for LJ, for, for Krista, for Deontay, um, for your willingness to, to participate in this way. It really is a gift. Um, on a personal level, I just feel really excited by the conversation, um, for the ways I need to grow, for the challenge, um, but also the, the reality that, that you have chosen to make yourself vulnerable, have chosen to, to share um, beyond what is your responsibility. So thank you very much. Um, for how you've participated in this. Um, I'm going to move into this week into some um, some next steps, beginning next steps uh, for us as individuals and for us as a, uh, individuals who are part of the church. And I think a great place to start is to look at some, some basic, like um, being better 101. How do we, how do we, how do we do better? Um, and I know uh, LJ, you reached out to to the others uh, beforehand to just say like, was there something that you because they couldn't make it today um, that that they wanted to to share with us for some kind of basic principles for things we can do moving forward? Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, uh, so this this comes from um, from Krista and, and Jeff Harmon uh, as well. Um, and so what? Uh, so some 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 of the things that were kind of on their minds were one. Uh, stop avoiding it. Um, it being, you know, uh, you know, going against racism. Um, you know, so, so stop, stop avoiding, um, you know, stop avoiding speaking out against racism. For one, um, speak up against, speak up against it. Uh, stop being comfortable um, as well. Um, and so I feel like uh, with this one specifically, I feel like the image that comes to mind is like a surgeon. Um, you know, like, you know, a surgeon, he uses a knife to cut and it's not comfortable, you know, um, but at the end of the day, it does bring healing and we're all better for it. And so I think in the same way, stop being comfortable, you know, speak out against racism, uh, stand up for, for, for those of, of color who are experiencing racism, um, and stop being comfortable. Um. Also, uh, something, something that she also pointed out as well that, that they both did um, is that everybody says that, it's a, that racism is a sin problem, which it is, 
Um, but just saying that we need God to take care of it isn't going to cut it, right? And so um, uh, kind of to her, to her point, to their point, uh, recently I saw um, something that uh, Phil Fisher, the creator of Rigitales, um, I'm sure you guys might know who that is, but um, I saw something that he posted that kind of said something like, you know, we may have to, um, we may have to come up with another strategy to fight racism other than, you know, America simultaneously all being saved by Jesus at the same time, you know? Um, and so kind of in that vein, like, you know, saying that we need God isn't gonna cut it. We actually need to, you know, put our boots to the ground and do something. Um, you know, we, you know, and, and, and some, of the, some of those things we're gonna you know, talk about, um, but, but we actually need, need to do the work ourselves to, um, to fight racism. Um, so yeah, so then she, the, the last thing that they said was educate yourself with something besides mainstream media. Um, so, you know, and again, to her point, um, I think that um, there's a lot of, you know, you know a, lot, a lot of things that certain news outlets are saying that, um, and, and if you're just consuming certain news outlets and not educating yourself with other materials, there, there might be an issue there. Um, or even if you're, I mean, if I can be so blunt, like even I me, mean, even if, um, like even if you are, like, like, like if you find like a black celebrity, for example, agreeing with your point, but don't listen to a black person who has a PhD, you know, in that subject that goes against your point, then, you know, I feel like you're, you're, you're weaponizing that black celebrity, you know, to, to go with your point. So um, that's kind of where my, where my mind went anyway, when she said that. Um, so yes, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know if you guys had any, any more thoughts, Brandon, I don't know if you had any more thoughts about that or Tom or David, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what the things that she, that she and Jeff uh, uh, kind of were wanting to convey, so. I'll just jump in and real quick, maybe in line with what Krista said about stop ignoring and start doing something is stop being distracted. Because I think um, one of the things I'm seeing and, and it can be easy is to get distracted by another hot topic. And what that ends up doing is just causing you to ignore and not be, take responsibility for the issue of race. So so just simply stop being distracted by all the peripheral things that are trying to distract you from actually having an honest conversation with yourself and taking steps to fight racism. Right. Um, I just want to add something real quick. And uh, it's something I've been seeing from like people that it's this whole, like in Tom, you just kind of touched on it was, um, <clears throat> this feeling of like, we're just going to let all this pass and this is just a thing and it'll, it'll die down and all this sort of stuff. But I challenged somebody this week on that because you know what, it is affecting me right now. And it would have it's affected me in 2014 when Tamir Rice was shot and killed. It affected me in 92, 93 when we had the LA riots and Rodney King was being beaten for being a black person when 
I, I could I could easily speak up if I lived in the 60s and be talking about the same exact thing. I could easily be talking about slavery and oppression and how uh, racial equality needs to exist in the United States back in even the 1800s, early 1900s. Like it is through the fabric of our nation that we have been put in this position. And so it's not 2020, it's not COVID driven, it's not politically driven, it is not uh, church driven, it is something that has been around forever. And if I lived back in the 60s, and if I lived back in the early 1900s, and if I lived back in 1600s when slaves were first coming over to America, I would be saying the same things. I want to be free, free to be a black person, to be a black man, to be a, my sisters, my, 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 my like legit sisters, that they would have the freedom to, to be who they are in their beautiful black skin. My black daughter up here, this is my black son, this is my black daughter, you know what I mean? And so I hope that in these discussions, that these three behind me won't have to have these same sort of conversations. That won't, they won't be having to sit at a panel and beg and cry out for the people who claim to be Christians and not Christians to, to just let us be free and live equally amongst you. And so I just, I felt like that was something that is, this is not something that is going to go away unless we, we reveal it and we seek change in it. And so, um, I would just hope that you would hear my voice in saying that, Brandon, like, this is not going to go away from me if racism does not go away. If systems aren't changed, if cultures aren't changed, if perceptions aren't changed, my, my words and my passion and the things that fuel me and drive me will not change and they will not go away. And so I just want to leave you with that, is that um, this is a real thing and it, 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 um, we're, we're, we're on a path of, of getting to equality. And so um, instead of... <laughs> speaking out against us, will you just join us is what I'm asking you. We just walk alongside of us. So. That's good. I love that, you know, there's a, we have to look beyond what's in front of our face and we have to recognize and look into what's the experience of the people in the world around us. What is, um, you know, look beyond just some of the, you know, the trends and things that are out there, but instead look toward a long-term commitment. And, and I, I agree with you on that, Brandon, that we, um, this isn't something that will go away if, you know, that comes and goes with, with the politics and the presidential debates or anything like that, or it's not, you know, this is something we have to have a long-term commitment. I know one of you said, um, uh, in kind of having this conversation, this idea of like being willing to move into the uncomfortable, um, and, and I, I think that's what God calls us as the church, but I think even on a, on just a human level, um, Brandon, to be able to, to recognize and stand bravely against those things that are, you know, that don't go away. Cause that's the only way there's any, ever any hope for change is for the long-term, long-term commitment that make, that is uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. So, it, and to speak on the, like the long-term the short term, and this is something that we talked about earlier this week, um, is we, we, we talked about like mission trips and, you know, um, it's easy. <laughs> What's crazy. What, what I, what I find like er ironic is that 
<laughs> we can go over to other countries that have less than us, that look different than us, that speak different than us, that look like her, that look like me, that look like Elgin, that look like Chris, that look like Johnson, that looks like all <laughs> just different, right? But when it's in the context of like going over there and being a savior, being a, a helper, like we want to glorify that. But to your, top, to your point, um, Dave, when it comes to comfort, you know, it's okay if we do that over there out of, out of sight, out of mind, kind of like it's, we're not going to be really bringing that stuff back to it, like back here in our hometown and our households and our families and our work environment. And so I just want to ch- like say is, is why can we do that? Why can we, why can we focus on bringing equality and helping lift people out of oppression in other places, but we can't do that here in our own community. We can't do that here in our own nation because because then that would force us to be uncomfortable. That would force me, who just got off work an hour ago, to get on this Skype or the Zoom panel and have this conversation about just wanting to be an equal human being with everybody else. You know what I mean? And so I want to like, I just want to ask like, why, why is it that we can do that? Maybe this, this is a rhetorical question, but I want you to think about it is like, why can we go over to another place and, 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 and work and, and serve and be a savior to them and then come over here and the same person that looks like the person you just came from rescuing, you won't help. You see, you don't see the injustice. You don't see the strife. You don't see the inequality. And so I would just challenge you to think about that. Why is that? And is it because of your comfort? It's because it's hard to, to be around people who you've grown in relationships with that are racist that aren't on your safe wavelength, or maybe are you racist and you're like, man, I can't really give that up. I can go over there and serve and I can help them. But when I'm here in my own town, when I'm here in my own church, when I'm here in my own schools, when I'm at my own restaurants, ah, that's too uncomfortable for me. I can't, I can't say black lives matter. I can only do it when I'm in Africa. So I just challenge you to think, why is it like that? Um, so I think just kind of, just for the practice of it, I just want to confirm and agree with you right now, um, that I recognize the inequalities and the oppression that are happening right in my neighborhood and the need for that to change. Um, and, and I think, um, and, and I want to learn, I'm committing to learn and find how, how I can participate in, in, in something different in, in ending that. Um, I, I, to me, I feel like that is one major obstacle that we have to get over is, is we have to be willing to recognize the reality. We have to be willing to commit to it and, and, and take those next steps into, into what is not comfortable. Um, so yeah, thank you. Um, so maybe just to kind of recap some of the things mentioned here and uh, some good starting places, just basic principles for, for us to move into deeper conversations um, is, uh, you know, hey, you can Google stuff. You can learn about this and you need to. We need to, I need to become more educated on this reality. I need to learn more about the history to understand why something is the way it is, why people experience something the way, the way they do. Um, and that's a commitment in itself. Um, 
to, I think Krista had a great point about humility last week that I need to be willing to learn. I need to be willing to listen. I need to be able to understand and trust that this is a human I'm talking with who's saying I, I don't have a voice and I, I, I need to hear that. Um, so I think that's a part of part of the education as well as a commitment that I can make to you um, uh, to, to commit beyond uh, the, what's comfortable, which, yeah, exactly what you're saying, Brandon, is being, being willing to, to take the steps that are necessary for what is right. Um, right in my my back backyard in my community um, in my country um, that doesn't mean that there aren't opportunities for other things as well but but it definitely um, you're just as much a human in my community as you are on the other side of the world and, and in every sphere we need to commit to what is right in those situations and then the last one, which I think moves us in a good way into some of the rest of where we want to go is, is um, the need to be held accountable. Um, uh, just to, I think that there's a, a personal part of that where like accountability comes in a commitment that I make to you and you make to me to say, you are my, my family. You are, you're one that I'm going to, to go through this experience of life together with. Um, and in that, here are the commitments that we share, the commitments I'm making, and I want you to help me to stay on track to that thing that I think is right. Um, and I think that um, is a big part of what it is to be in the church, is I commit to pursuing God's heart. And as he shows what that is, that we, we, we become like, you know, bumper bowl, bumper lanes on for bowling to help. Like, nope, nope. Let's 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 stay on track, and we need to do that. Um, so I think moving into the next uh, part of this is on a personal level, and this is in any sphere. First, um, how do I move into my next steps beyond the basic principles? Okay, so this is maybe um, two hundred one. Uh, you know, next steps in the process. Um, and I, I want to ask a kind of, this is a, a question that came in from someone from our church, um, which uh, I think that the, the main question that they asked was, it was a story about, um, about his daughter who had stepped up um, in a situation where she was perceiving that the man, the, the, the black man in front of him at a counter was being mistreated by the person, by the cashier, and uh, being charged a fee that was unfair. And she, being a young girl, stepped up, called it out, and offered to pay the fee, um, which is great that she had the strength to be able to do that. Um, I think the, uh, the question I have in that kind of experience is really kind of one that is based more in fear of the process of moving into what is uncomfortable, is to say, like, am I actually making a difference? What do I do when I see things happen? And, um, you know, is it respectful to my friends of color for me to step up. Um, and, the, and I think it feels obvious and I think we need to say the obvious um, because it's a real feeling of like, is that, is, am I helping? Um, help, help me to see. So can you guys help, help me out with that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that, um, yeah, that I think, I think that you know, we as Christians um, should never stop doing good. 
Um, I think that, you know, so yes, I think that, I think that it was right. I mean, for her to, to speak up for, for that black man. I think, I think that was right. I think that was a good thing that she did. Um, you know, and you, I mean, you, you might have, and you no, know, you, you, you might have some, um, like a small majority of black folks that say that will say, Hey, like I can take care of myself. But, you know, I think that, that I do think that, that that's a small, a small majority. I think that a larger majority would say, yes, like, the, like, you know, this is what being an ally means. Like, like this is a part of it. Um, and if I'm honest, like, you know, like a lot of my friends from Chicago, like, I, like I'm seeing their, their, their Facebook feeds and they're tired of white people. You know what I'm saying? Like they're, they're, they're sick of, they're sick of white people right now because, because they don't do things like this. Mm-hmm. Um, or because they're insensitive, because they're not listening, because they don't show empathy. And so I, th- so I think that, man, like if, 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 if I was a black person who like in, in that man's situation who was tired of white people and a white, and a white person did that for me, then, you know, and like in a, in a move of like solidarity, then I would, I mean, I think, I think a lot of healing would take place in my own heart if that happened to me. So, yeah, so that's, that's, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, and I agree with you, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's, it's never a wrong time or a bad time to do something good. Right. Um, could the outcome be different than what you would hope for or would be like best case scenario? Yeah. Could somebody get mad at you or yell at you or cuss at you or do whatever? Sure. But it's that same, it's like, it's like part of that same old at that, 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 that term, uh, like it's a hundred percent, hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Right. And so it's almost like practice makes perfect. And so this, what this does is this allows you to bring down some guards, bring down some, some, some ideological things that you might have perceived black people to be or whatever. Like this is instances like that. It's much more than just like, should I, or should I not? Um, It's, it's, it could be a heart change. It could be a life changing situation. You know what I mean? Like, but you would never be able to have that experience if you don't take that step. And so, um, you know, Jesus would talk to people who, uh, like a Nazarite, you know, a Nazarite's not supposed to talk to a, a, a Palestinian or, uh, uh, and so, but he did it anyway. You know what I mean? Even knowing that negative, there could be negative things associated with this conversation, i.e., the person could respond differently or there could be rumors spread or yada, yada, yada. You know, there, the, con, the, the Bible shows that throughout uh, uh, the book. And so, yeah, I just want to say, like, it's never a bad time or wrong time to do something good. And so don't play into the fear that <laughs> black people don't want your help. Black people are all mad. Don't play into that fear. Don't listen to those lies. Um, because again, the same people who are speaking about equality, like this is part of equality. It would be, it would be wrong for me to say, I need y'all to stand with me. And then when you try to stand with me, I tell you to sit down. Right. So just be encouraged by that. Like, just like with the whole police force and not all cops are bad. Well, guess what? Not all black people are bad. So, um, you know, just always go for it. 
Okay. I'll always go for it. All right. So we just, that covers it. Like, okay, see something, do something. Always, that's, it's uncomfortable, but we have the permission. We have the responsibility. That's the right thing to do. I got it. Okay. Now, I might say something really stupid. I might put my foot in my mouth. I might do the wrong thing. I Get them, Tom. Don't let them say it. Get them. <laughs> so, well, the thing is this, Tom, throwing him under a bus, he had a situation. I won't, we won't talk about the details, but that happened, right? Like, whoops, I put my foot in my mouth. I didn't mean, I didn't mean what I said. It comes out funny. We all have that, right? Like, so I think, um, I think that uh, it can be helpful to hear that it doesn't make it okay. If I say something that was in one of my blind spots that is not appropriate, is not right, it doesn't, it's not okay if I didn't mean it. But can you help me to see that there's hope and that you're not going to give up on me? <laughs> like that there's, that I think we need to hear that there's room for us to grow. Yeah, there I mean, yeah, make mistakes, right? I tell I tell that to my kids all the time. Um, when they do something wrong, the worst thing you can do is hide or have shame or be scared of you know the consequences to your actions. Um, it's okay to make mistakes. It's never. It's. I mean, who 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 are we but just humans, right? I mean, uh -huh. Jesus was the only pure and blameless one to ever like step foot on this earth, right? And so. Um, it's important for us to have that same sort of to, to, to sympathize and have empathy and respect the, 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 the decision to at least try stick your foot in your mouth. I stick my foot in my mouth all the time with my wife every day, with my kids every day with Tom. I've done it with you, Tom. I've done it with you, Dave. I'm sure I've done it with you, LJ and it's okay. We're here to forgive and forget. Right. And so, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I won't hold that against y'all. Yeah, I'll share a little bit even to what you were alluding to, Dave, because I think it's I think it's important. Um, when when all all this fired up a month ago, and I was really challenged to what am I going to do about it? What am I, Tom, not Tom the pastor, Tom the white man in America, going to do about um, the race issue and you know in my life and that I in my world and and I feel like God told me that I need first I I committed I'm going to stand with with black people for equality, that black people are, are as equal as any other person of color, white, whatever. And so I just made that personal commitment. But as I was processing, what does that mean for me? Um, I really felt like God told me to make people aware that I'm making this commitment and specifically make black people aware that I'm making this commitment. And I, and I felt like the context for that was when I, when I come into contact with black people, whether I rec I, I'm, they're friends with me or they're, they're strangers, to just let them know, hey, I'm standing with you in this fight right now. And so last week and I had an opportunity where I was in a coffee shop and there was two young um, black college guys sitting there having coffee. And it was me and my wife and my son and these two um, black guys. And I looked at them and they looked at me and I looked at them and they looked at me and it was uncomfortable and I started getting super nervous, but I knew now's the time. God told me to do it. Now's the time to step up and do it. So as we were getting ready to leave, I just walked up to him and I said, Hey guys, I said, I want you to know that as a white man, I am standing with you 
in this fight against racism. And I am for equality for all people. And right now I'm for equality for black people because black people are not treated equal in our, in our country. And the one guy immediately just looked at me and said, you just made my day. And, and he was just like, and they were both just, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for speaking up. Thank you for sharing that with us. And I, I, I guess you, you could call it maybe a Freudian switch, a slip or something. But I said, I said, and then I, I should have just shut up and walked away, but I always never know when to shut up. So I, I just kept talking and I said, right now in our world, what, the, what we need to be screaming is, and I meant to say that black lives matter. And I said that white lives matter. <laughs> and, I said, and I was just like, Oh, Oh, I blew it. I blew it. I blew it. But here's, here's the deal. I knew it. Those two guys, <laughs> those two guys gave me so much grace. I mean, it, they, it, it's the situation of, they recognize my heart in the situation. They recognize the message I, I was sharing with them. And, and they gave me grace to know they knew I was nervous. They knew I was stepping out, you know, beyond my comfort zone. And they knew, they knew my heart in the situation. And I, and I did not feel like I was, I mean, I felt like an idiot, but I didn't feel like I had offended anybody. I felt like they knew exactly what I was saying, you know? And so it's a willingness to, to be uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable. It's a willingness to be uncomfortable, but it's a commitment to saying, I'm standing with you. And, mm -hmm. and, and I have found across the board in this season that grace has been extended to me across the board. As long as I am willing to be humble. And some of that is humble ignorance. Just I'm humbly ignorant about this situation. Will you give me grace? And it's always been extended. Yes, I'll give you grace. So, so that's what Dave was alluding to about sticking your foot in your mouth. Yeah. Number one offender. <laughs> um, well, and I think, I, I love that. I think um, that it was impactful to hear you, Brandon, say the other night when we chatted that, you know, if you come along, I'll come with you. You know, you like you, you're, you're welcoming people into this process and into this journey. Um, and I do think that is so critical, so important that, um, you know, particularly as I'm coming in this into this position with no experience, I can't have that experience and limited knowledge and everything else and everything else to know that I can step into this and be part of like, I can, I can be a part of something um, and learn along the way and be in with this for the process. And I, I think that that is so important for all of us in branches to hear and understand. This is an invitation into this. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And I did, I did mention, like, I did mention, because I do want y'all to know, like, because I do post stuff that is, that is abrasive, that seems racist in and of itself on Facebook, on social media, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Um, but those, my allies, people that are willing to hear me out to like, like LJ said earlier, like, you could either listen to a surgeon or you can listen to somebody who you admire, right? Or follow or think highly of or something like that. Not to say that's not, that's not right, but doctor has experience. He's practiced. He's, he's been held accountable. He's been in situations where, where, you know, they're not going to send a, 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 um, 
you know, a pediatric doctor into a, a an open heart surgery. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There, there's experience there. And so um, I want for y'all, I want for my allies, the people that say, you know what, I'm with you. I want y'all to know that you can come along and I will walk with you and I will give you resources and I will talk to you and I will, I will, I will be, um, I will be a voice to this movement that you otherwise couldn't ever experience. And so, um, another thing too, is like, you, you realize that like the protests and stuff that's going on right now, we'll just say protest for, for the sake of all things kosher, the protest, like, white people are protesting with black people. And yes, you'll see black people roughing up white people. And yes, you'll see, you know, uh, black people looting and doing all this sort of stuff. But the good, the, 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 the positive of the protest and the, the civil rights movement is that we can do this together. It's not just black people out there solely, like we're just marching, like it's our white, counterparts are white brothers and sisters yes white people you are our brothers and sisters you can be a part of this too if you want to and so what i mentioned the other day is like for those people that say yes i might not know enough i might be racist i might have been racist to you in the past but that's no longer the case i want to move forward with you come and move forward with me but for those people that will just continue to live in their ignorance to continue to live in the racism i i do not want to find i don't have the time for that my time is and my focus is on equality and the, the, the civil liberties that have been denied to black people for centuries, if not since the beginning of time. And so um, I want to champion y'all in knowledge and understanding. Um, and so, yeah, look me up on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, I think, I'm sorry. Um, I was just saying, I think, I feel like, you know, what Brandon was saying, you know, and you know, maybe this is, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe this is not a correct use of this, but um, like, I feel like, you know, Jesus, Jesus and Luke, you know, he was saying, um, you know, to the, um, I think when the Pharisees asked him, like, uh, why weren't him and his disciples fasting like John's disciples were, or something like that, or actually, no, my bad. It was when he was it was right after he called Levi to be one of his. I'm sorry. He was right after he called Levi to be one of his disciples in Luke. And um, after that, you know, Levi has him chilling with like all the other test collectors and all the other sinners of, you know, in that area. And the Pharisees were like, "Yo, like, why are you eating with them?" And Jesus said, "You know, I didn't come to like he said. Like he said a physician does not." you know, uh, come to, you know, to, to heal folks who aren't, who, who don't think they're sick. You know, a, a, physician, a physician comes to heal those who are sick, you know what I'm saying? The same way he was saying, like, you know, I haven't come to, to save the righteous, but to save sinners. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like, and those folks, those sinners, like, they, they recognize their need for a savior, that they recognize their need for, uh, for forgiveness, but the righteous, the Pharisees, did not. You know what I'm saying? And so I feel like, I feel like when, when Brandon said that, it kind of reminded me of that when he said, you know, hey, like, you know, he and, and I as well, you know, we'll, you know, we'll walk with you if you want to learn more about, about how you can, you know, be allies. We, you know, we'll walk with you if you, if you, 
even if you even if you were racist and you, you want to you know repent of that even if you know you're still having some questions about that like we like we will walk with you but like at the same time like if you like are racist then like you know like you're, you're gonna have to like be accountable for god for that one because you know that's that's that ain't right so so yeah so that, that's all i want to say i feel like i feel like it kind of it kind of reminded me of that so so yeah well, I know, I, I, I think, um, if I remember correctly, I think you invited everyone over to your place to build relationships with people of color. Um, but the, I'm just saying, like, I, that, all of that, it requires that, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, and I think, and I did hear you invite relationship, not everyone over to your house, mm-hmm. unless you want that. I, that's, <laughs> but but I think that is a great way for us to be a part of it. I mean, it's, it's a necessary part, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is um, a great way for me to learn is to be, to, to, to participate with you in life. Um, yes. We, we can learn and grow together. Um, yeah. In that. So um, I think that's a great step too for, for that. Um, then the last area just to, to hit more on my responsibility in my community. Um, but I do think that it is an area that has been uh, in a lot of church settings, not talked about too much is my social responsibility to vote, to run for public office, to participate in demonstrations of things that are right and in line, in line with God's heart. I think those are some, some things that I know I can grow in participating in um, to, to, to be a part of this. Um, and I feel just from my experience, I do feel welcome to be a part of the things that are happening in our town, um, to go and participate here locally. And I'm really grateful for the hearts of the people in our community who have been organizing things. Um, I, I'm, I'm happy that um, to have the, I'm grateful for the experience to go and participate with people and see that there is love and there is hope in our community. So it's an exciting thing if we just are willing to move into the uh, what feels uncomfortable at first, but I think you find there's actually a lot more life there um, if, if you're willing to do it. Um, so I just want to recap kind of these first two stages when we can begin to wrap up. So our first thing of, um, you know, basic principles, get more, become more educated, be humble in this process, be willing to commit beyond what's comfortable um, recognize a need to be held accountable. Uh, moving into day-to-day stuff is, is some great encouragement to, yes, do the right thing when you see something happening that God's calling us to do that. It's the right thing to do as a human. Be bold. Go ahead and participate in it. Be willing to, to fail. Be willing to like do your best and know that there is grace for you along the way as we learn and as we grow and we, we move into this together. Um, but you've got to put your skin, you've got to put skin in the game. So, so participate in it for the long haul um, and recognize that we have people that we're traveling with in that process. You're not coming into this all on your own. Um, and in that, build relationships with people of color. Go outside of your own, your own mm-hmm. bubble, your own experience and learn from that. And then being willing to engage um, in your community with other things as well. Yeah. Um, go ahead, because that was what yeah. I was next. Yeah, yeah. If I can, if I can add to that, you know, also, you know, consume content from people of color as well. You know, like consume, you know, and I, I mean, I, I know I said this, you know, during the first panel, I believe, but consume podcasts by people of color. Consume uh, uh, books 
by people of color, you know, I mean, I think one, I mean, if I, if I could recommend something um, for, you know, for, for guys, for everyone to check out, I think that um, uh, a guy named Jamar Tisby has a great, uh, he, he wrote a book called The Color of Compromise. Um, and it's about um, you know, the, you know, white evangelical, uh, the white evangelical church's uh, complicity with racism in America. Um, right now, he has an Amazon Prime video study up right now. If you don't like reading, you can watch the video study. That's what I did. Uh, and, it's, and it's really good. It's really informative. Um, so that's just kind of a, um, perhaps that could be a first step thing. You know, hey, like, you know, watch The Color of, the Color of Compromise by Jamar Tisby on Amazon Prime, if you have that. Um, yeah, so that could, that could be something that, that you guys could, could do as a next step. So, yeah. Cool. Um, I'll share that out personally. I don't know if, yeah. Um, so uh, we can move into, this is a little bit of sort of an introductory kind of thing. And we actually talked for everyone else. We talked as a group here trying to decide, do we even ask this? What do we ask um, and frame it up appropriately? Because we're going to have ongoing conversations as a church into what, what, our next steps are. Tom is going to present some things and help us as an organization to see um, ways that, that this is all part of the mission of branches. So a part of what we do is participate in these things. Um, but I think for this question that we can leave us all with to think through is more related to my fit in the body of Christ is for me and my fit in branches is if together we want to see this uh, the movement of God, the kingdom of God come into the world and see things change. Um, we recognize that it is made up of, of each one of us. And so if we recognize that there's disease in the body and we want to do something about that, um, we have to take some steps. So the question, the first question is, is not to get into specifics of like uh, all the little things that we can change that could be really helpful for us to do better as a church, as at branches, as people, um, but really more starting to imagine. Um, like it's kind of like that prophetic imagination um, from the Old Testament of helping the nation of Israel see what it is to actually return to God and come and be my people. Um, we need that same call. We need that same imagination to say, what, what then, after all of this, what does it look like for branches to participate in equality? Um, so that's the question for all you listening to be sitting with, um, to be praying about, to be thinking about what, how it impacts your life. But um, I'll, I'll just say any thoughts here of, of maybe, maybe even just thinking like, how, how does one begin to process that? Um, yeah, I guess, uh, honestly, I was the one that was having the hardest um, at least I had a hard time. I'm not going to say the hardest, um, but I had a hard time with that question because um, me and myself, I have to, I have to go back and remember that my only scope of Christianity has been through the white evangelical church. And so um, I'm, I'm relearning and retooling myself to come to a place where I can be a black Christian man Right. And so 
this question was hard for me because I can give you practical ways to make black people feel more comfortable in a white church. Um, I can give you tips. I can give you, you know, uh, resource uh, ideas, like all this sort of stuff. But it's not, I, I said earlier, like, this message is is happening because it's been happening and it's a real thing and it's it would it would happen now and it's probably going to happen again in 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 the future unfortunately but i want there to be everlasting change and so my i'm not concerned with how what curriculum we can change i'm not concerned about having black cuisine at our uh, 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 church picnic or gatherings or hanging a, an African flag in the foyer to, to, to show our solidarity and our support in our, in our, in our, in our culture as a, as a white church. You know what I mean? Like those are all things that you could change. You could do. Those are great. But if you are not striving for a heart change, if you're not striving for a spiritual change, if you're not striving to be a better human being, then no matter what we throw at you, it's not going to stick. It's not going to be everlasting. And so as a black man, I don't have the words to tell you, hey, this is, this is the avenue we need to go down. But I will tell you this, is that there's an opportunity in the church now, and especially in branches, to be part of something that can be life-changing for people in your community that have felt this way. And it's not a it's not a red thing. It's not a blue thing. It's not a, uh, uh, a you know denominational thing. This is a this is a God giving God given opportunity to be human beings and equal human beings in the church. And so, I just want to say like, thank you, branches, for partnering with us and for hearing us out and giving us a platform to speak about these things that we've experienced or that our brothers and sisters in the past and in the future, unfortunately, will experience. Thank you for giving us a voice and a platform for that. Um, and I hope that everybody that's listened over the last three weeks will be able to take away um, a lot of good, a lot of positive, and hopefully it, it'll be that when we go back, when we get, when branches open those doors again, I would love it to just be like this organic place of, 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 of intertwining cultures and beliefs, but we're all gathered there for one reason and one purpose, but we can do that in our separate, in our, in our differences, you know what I mean? But also trying to come together to kind of make those things mesh together. And so um, I'm excited about when church starts up because I know where branches hearts at and stuff. So again, I just want to say thank you guys. You too, LJ. Thank you for being black. Hey, hey. No, been, been black since, since 92, man. Don't plan on changing. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I kind of I want to echo you know, what, what Brandon said, you know. Um, yeah, I feel like, I mean, if I'm honest, I feel like this is probably one of the most, um, I would say, healing for me personally conversations that I've been a part of. Um, you know, and so, yeah, so branch, you know, again, branches, thank you, Tom, uh, Dave, thank y'all both as well. 
So I feel like um, for me, for me, per, for LJ personally, like I feel like my I struggle with um, a lot with um, uh, with people pleasing, with trying to be the peacemaker. With uh, I mean, I'm an Enneagram nine, you know what I'm saying? So trying to be the peacemaker, like like that's part of my like it's <laughs> part of my like my shtick, I guess, if you will. And so this conversation. I feel like has forced me to come out of that and I want to continue, I want, and I want to continue to grow in that. And so I feel like this was a very important conversation for me to be a part of because um, it's forced me to really, really take a good look at what I think and what I believe and really, it's really, it's really forced me to be courageous about saying those things out loud. So, um, so yeah, so yes, yeah, so obviously yeah, so branches on branches. I want to, I want to thank you, Tom, Dave. Thank y'all, Brandon. But I love you, bro. Deontay, Krista, thank y'all as well. Um, so yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I yeah. Thank you as well. Yeah, I love you all. So um, I think we can we can close out though with that question of can we moving forward? I mean, this should be a commitment I, that we all should make is be in a spirit of inviting the Holy Spirit to show us. Uh, show us opportunities to love and participate in the kingdom of God, but give us a vision for starting with ourselves and moving into branches. What does branches look like? And if, um, if it really is, is in line with God's heart and racism isn't an issue, what would that look like? What was it? Look, what does it look like for me and what steps can I make to participate in? And then in our community, Holy spirit, show me, show me what it is for me to walk in line with with that vision um, and participate in the things that are that are right um, so I think that that'd be a great thing for us to leading into the conversation that you'll be leading us in Tom in the future um, is if we can set our hearts with God's and, and be be looking for that um, does that feel feel good anything else No, I think we're, I think we're good. I think we're yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. For now. Sorry, go ahead. No, I said, I think we're good for now. Okay. For now. <laughs> we've got more, we've got more work to do. Um, so uh, I'm willing to, but would anyone like to, to lead us out with prayer and also just for everyone else as well, we're going to be moving into ministry time um, Tom has, we have a video to help give you some instructions on your next steps on that. But I think related to this, if God is putting a finger on something in your life, a blind spot that this has helped to reveal or an opportunity that you need to pray and consider for how you can love better. Um, those are great things for you to participate in ministry time with reach out. Um, like you'll get the instructions um, sending a message to, to branches on Facebook or directly through email. Um, soon we'll be in the church. So maybe it means um, someone needs to schedule an opportunity to, to meet and pray with you over some next steps. Um, but just want to encourage you in that. So would anyone like to pray to close us? All right, I will then. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, I just want to invite you right now to um, to teach me, um, to help me to understand more fully um, and continue each day to understand more fully the depths of your love, the love of my Father, the love of my God, the love of my Savior. Um, 
that because of that, um, I cannot help but move into a position that lives completely in line with that heart. Um, I ask for uh, um, just an outpouring of your blessing, of your work within our church, um, so that together we are unified by that love, that we are sensitive to see where anything, um, anything stands against your heart, that it, it just drives us crazy and there's nothing we can do except respond, except participate, um, that it drives us to, to move in our world in a way in keeping with your heart, that it moves us to deeper, deeper unity for the sake of love, always pushing more for more of you. And right now we recognize that um, the ongoing treatment of black people, particularly in this moment, um, uh, has been something that, that is unacceptable, has been going on too long, and I have been passive about it. And that is not in keeping with your heart. So I just want to ask for forgiveness in that. And I want to ask for help to see where I can move along with your heart more accurately moving forward. God, I ask that you would show us, the, give us the imagination for your kingdom. Show us glimpses of what is to come and help us to step into that now. Um, God, teach us your way. And um, we pray for branches. We pray for Warsaw. We pray for Indiana. We pray for our United States. We pray for our world. We pray for unity. We pray for love. We pray for healing. Um, we pray for your kingdom to come. Amen. 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 Thank you all. Thanks, guys.